All right, a good year. Here we go. Today's daf is daf lamid vav, page thirty-six. Nahili gimasechas kedushin, and we pick up with Abaye Omar. Abaye says, um, right on top of daf lamid vav, top line, very top line of daf lamid vav. All right, here we go. Now the sugya until the Mishnah, which is near the bottom of Amar Aleph. This whole sugya is going to continue to go through the source. Of Isi's halacha, which stated a woman is allowed to make a bald spot um, over a dead person. Now, we, we didn't get too involved in this, but the reason why we're not allowed to do these things, such as make a gash, make a bald spot, the nations of the world do these things. Why? When they lose somebody, they want to, this is like their shiva that we have in our halacha. Yeah, they want to show that they, they're desperately hurting. Over this thing. And we, we have a process. We have a process from our manufacturer, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who makes all feelings, all emotions, all humans. There's a method, there's a process in how to positively mourn over somebody. And for me to go ahead and start mutilating my body with gashes, Tara says, it's awesome. It's awesome. Not only can't I make gashes, I'm also not allowed to make bald spots. Which was also something very common that, uh, that they would do. Pull out their hair, you know, sometimes, whether it was temporary, permanent, but make, make bald spots over a dead body. Okay. EC holds, that applies to men, it doesn't apply to women. Women are permitted to do such a thing, and that is where we pick up. Abai Yomar. Abai says, Hainu time to EC, the reason for EC is the Gamar Karcha Karcha Mibniari, he learns out the prohibition of making a bald spot. From the Kahanim. It's only the men that are never allowed to make themselves bald. But women could. So too, in this halacha of making a bald spot over a dead person, women are not obligated in that either. Now again, I just want to mention one more thing that I should have mentioned in the introduction. What's unique about this halacha is whenever there's a negative command, in general, every yid has to do it, male or female. Over here, it's a negative command. It says, Loi, Yikru Karcha, Don't make a bald spot. Don't make a gash. And still, women could. This is the grace of Chiddush, right? So Isi saying, this is the, big, this is the, the novel idea. Isi saying, it's because of this Gzera Shabbat. Bisfir Alon, Techik Sivkra, Bakulan, Yonu Dukseb. And if you're going to tell me when it says the Psukim by the Kahanim, it's referring to the entire Pasuk, which means. All these halachas of kahanim not being allowed to make bald spots in general and so on and so forth are only to the men, not the women. Nishtay Kraminei, the Pasuk, didn't need to mention anything. It could have been quiet without Xerah Shavah. I would have learned it out from logic. And I would have said as follows. Uma kahanim, just like by the family of kahanim. They have more halachas than an average Jew. They have more things to be concerned about to keep their status. And over there it says, B'nai Aram V'loi B'nai Saren, and still a Kohenes, a female Kayin. Despite the fact that in general we're stricter on them, she is permitted to make a bald spot. Yisrael Lekoshkin, over here, certainly, by regular halach of Yisrael, we should be lenient on her, and say that she's permitted to make a bald spot. Says the Gemara, Ilav Gzair Shava. So the Gemara here is asking, why do I need a Gzair Shava? I, I have logic, I have a Kavachayim. Or says, no, no, no. It's necessary to have a kavachimer. I cannot rely on that logic. That if she's permitted by a kayin, then certainly permitted by Yisrael. No. I would have said the Torah 
broke up the pasuk, like we explained, uh, like we explained on yesterday's daf to say that it only applies to a man kayin and not a woman kayin. So the gzirah shavah is coming to let us know that the hipsik ha'inyan, the words in between of the pasuk that that breaks up the bald spot and the gash, is not coming to purposely separate those two halachas. Hashanami name hipsik ha'inyan says the gemara. So too over here by the Gzerah Shava, we should say that the Taira is being Mafsik the Indian. I want to explain what, the, remember what Mafsik Indian is. Mafsik Indian means to break a topic. You don't start a topic, add in a few words that are on a different topic, and then go back to the original topic. And if you're doing that, why? Why would you, what's the, what's the underlying reason? Okay? So, says the Gemara, Yimishum Gzerah Shava, if, the, if I would have just had the Gzerah Shava, which states that by the laws of a Kohen, the woman's not obligated. So by the laws of Yisrael, she's not obligated. I would have learned out the Gzerah Shavah. I, I, I'm sorry. The Gzerah Shavah wouldn't be coming to tell me that halacha. Rather, it's becoming to tell me like the following b'risa. This that it says a Kohen is not allowed to make a bald spot on his head. What happens if he makes... A number of different bald spots. So he's holding a razor in his hand. He's holding a razor. And he's giving himself a haircut. And by mistake, yeah, yeah, some people, sometimes people come in yeah, and they use the wrong size blade or no blade. And all of a sudden there's a big dip in the hair. Sometimes you have that with little kids who are experimenting when the parents leave out the, uh, the, uh, um, the, the clippers. Yeah, but as they say, Baruch Hashem, the difference in a good haircut and a bear and a bad haircut is two weeks. That's the difference. Yeah, it's two weeks. It's not. It's embarrassing for a little bit, but all right, Baruch Hashem, hair grows. Yeah. So, but what happens? Somebody has a razor and they, and they one, two, three, four, five. How many times would you be chayev for it? How many obligations did you transgress? I would say there's one chi of this one obligation. It was like one act of hair cutting, right? We don't view like one, each individual one act, hair. One act of being over. Of over, yeah, transgressing with, with haircuts, right? So, Tamar Leimar Karcha. Therefore, it says Karcha, which means Lechayev Akol Achas Achas. Each bald spot you're going to be obligated on. Okay. Bereisham. It says on their head. Ma Tamar Leimar. Why? Don't make a gash, don't make a bald spot between your eyes, lemes over a dead person. What does it mean? Don't make a bald spot between your eyes. What does that mean? I would th- I would think you just can't shave between your eyes. But uh, let's say it's a little further up on your head, or a little bit, uh, or a little bit towards the back, it's going to be okay. I mean, the rabbi says color I don't know the whole head. Is including the prohibition of making the bald spots. On their head, the entire head is considered between their eyes. And this, these psukim are written by the halachas of when a kohen is forbidden to make bald spots on his head. So now I know by a kohen, he cannot make a bald spot between his eyes, and I know he cannot make a bald spot anywhere on his head. How do we know by a regular? Now, he's got extra halachas. So maybe by him, it's a problem on the head, but not by a regular Jew. Yisrael Menol. And how do you know by a regular Yisrael 
that also it applies to the entire head. Namar Khan Karchav, Namar Lalon Karcha, says Gemara because it says bald by Kehanim, and it says bald by Yisrael, and therefore we'll say Mala Halon, just like Makan, just by the Kehanim, Chayavakal Karchav, Karchav, Chayavakal Reshkebeinayim, you're obligated on each bald spot and on the entire head, Afalon, so too by the regular prohibition, by a regular yid to make a bald spot over a dead body, Chayavakal Karchav, Karchav, Chayavakal Reshkebeinayim, Malalon Alamais. Afkan alames. Okay, the bottom line is we need the Xerah Shava of Karcha Karcha to teach me that it applies to the entire head. Now, before we said the Xerah Shava of Karcha Karcha is to let me know that a Kaihenes is not going to be Chayev. Well, make up your mind. Is the Xerah Shava teaching me that a female Kayen is not Chayev? Or is it coming to teach me that you're obligated on each spot and on, uh, and on your entire head? To which the Gemara answers, Imkain, if so, answers the Gemara, Imkain, if that's what the Gzeris Tav is teaching me, Nikhtav Kerach. It could have just said Kerach by the Kayan and Kerach by the Don't make bald. My Karcha. Why do you say the word Karcha, the extra hey? Shmas mino Tarti. So I learned all the halachas together. Rav Amar Rav says, Hainu time of the Isi. The reason for Isi who says that a woman's allowed to make a bald spot. Is not from the Xerushav of Karcha Karcha, the Yolif Bain Remember, by Karcha, it says you're not going to make a bald spot between your eyes. When else do we find that expression of between your eyes? should be a sign between your eyes. Which is called between your eyes. Women are not obligated. Afkan, so too, when we say it's prohibited to shave, to make bald spots, I'm sorry, between your eyes. That is referring, that peculiar expression is coming to exclude women. Now I want to focus on this because I think there's a very, there, there's the, the point that Rav is bringing out is actually blatant. It's actually blatant. I want to go back. I'm not going to go back inside a little bit. I want to go back what we just learned two minutes ago. Two minutes ago, the Gemara said like this. I would have thought it's only us to make a bald spot between your eyes. Because it says in the Pasuk, don't make a bald spot over a dead person between your eyes. Oh, no, the whole head is forbidden. You know why? It says, Reish. It's the obvious question. So why did you say between your eyes? We didn't, we didn't explain that. We said, oh, how was it between your eyes? The whole head. So now what we should be asking is, with the whole head, why do you say don't make a bald spot between your eyes? This is where Rav is coming to Farenfer. That's why Rav is giving a solid shot over here. Rav is coming to answer. Because according to Rav, he says, you know why women aren't obligated? Because the Torah is using this peculiar expression of Bein It's the whole head. Why are you saying Bein It's coming to hint to the mitzvah of Tfilin. That's why there's a peculiar expression. And just like by the mitzvah of Tfilin, why am I hinting to Tfilin? To tell me women are excluded. That's the whole love idea. So Rava's pshat is, is adding in and farenfering and answering for us this question that otherwise would hang Lafi um, Lafi Abaye's reason, according to Abaye's reason. Okay. Right. If you say reason, Yeah, but it's not literally Ben Also. 
Right? But yeah, but that, by Tzolna it has to say Ben Yenechem. By the ball spot it didn't need to say Ben Yenechem because it's anywhere on your head. Not what I'm saying to that's why you should that the fact that he's saying Ben Yenechem but you know that men are, we know that men are, right. are only put on Tzolna. Right, perfect. Now he's telling you where you put the Yeah, and we're also, but over here by the bold spot, by saying Ben Yenechem, it's coming to exclude women. Because otherwise, there's no reason to use that expression. Very good. Yeah. It's all, all the sukkah are now coming together beautifully. Okay. So we have two mahalchim, two approaches as to why Isi said women do, are not obligated for making a bald spot. Even though it's a negative transgression. And they're usually included. No. Says Abaye, karcha, karcha. Says Rava, beinenechem. Now, classic Gemara, let's play some ping pong, go back and forth, and want to know why each one, the problem that each one had with the other. For Rav, my timely Amr what was Rav's problem with Abai's reasoning? He says, Karach karcha He says, in order to give a whole answer of excluding women, remember, we had a question on Abai. The Xerashav is teaching me other halachas. You're obligated on each bald spot, and you're obligated on the entire head. So how do you know to exclude women? Oh, because the hay of karcha, I could have said karach. Yeah, it says Gemara, Rabbi says, nah, eh, Rabbi ain't not so, eh, I don't like it so much. Karach, karcha, le mashule. he doesn't think that's a strong enough a reason to exclude women. Rabbi, my time, I'm a karaba. What's wrong with Rabbi's reasoning? What's wrong with Rabbi's reasoning, according to Rabbi? Amarlach, tefillin gufayu mehachag, Amarlach. He says like this. He says, oh, Rabbi, you want to learn out that women are putter. Because it says and by tefillin your putter and by tefillin what? Why don't women wear tefillin? Why taka is the halacha by tefillin that a woman is not obligated? Huh? He says It's learned out from the laws of bald spots. So you're dancing in circles here. When we ask by tefillin, hey, no, woman's not obligated. Now there's a few. There's, there's a couple of mahalchim. But according to his approach, the reason why was not, oh, because it says by both spots in there, there's no women obligated, so do by Tzvillin. And then you look at Tzvillin, oh, you know, I, uh, you know by both spots? Because look at Tzvillin, it's You're talking like a politician. You're shifting the question. You're not giving me a strong answer here. Changing the conversation. It applies to the upper part of the head. What do they do with That's part of the Pusuk of it's forbidden to make a bald spot, it's forbidden to make a gash over a dead body. You know why the Pusuk began? Since since you're princes, so you're royalty. Royalty doesn't do these things, but he used the expression of Bonim. So shouldn't that be the easiest way to tell me Bonim Bonais? Says Gemara, no. Get ready for some gish maki gemura. Here we go. Hi, mi boy, the chidetanya. We need it for the following brisa. Bonam atem asham leikechem. Bezman shatem leikim minak bonim atem kruyim bonim. Min atem leikim minak bonim. Min atem kruyim bonim. When you act like sons of the rabbi Shalaylam, you're treated like sons. We just said this yesterday. Right? Yeah, like sons, you're like servants. What is it? If you're like sons, have mercy on us. Amen. 
And if we're like servants, then we always, we're completely dependent on you. But listen to this. Rebuta says, you're sons when you act like it. Otherwise, you're not a son. I want to tell you something. This is, according to Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda, we're going to see, this is a chesed. It's not that God's kicking us out of the house. It's that when you're a son, there's expectations. There's expectations. And if we don't act like it, because Baruch does a chesed, he says, okay, I'm not going to have the expectations that a father has of a son. I change my expectations of you. Either way, you call calls foolish children. You can never not be a son of the Rebbeinu They're the children who, who don't believe in me. So you see, says, says Rebbeinu, we're still called sons, even when there's no belief in the Rebbeinu So I've proven you verse after verse after verse after verse, we're still children when we sin. Says the Gemara, what are all these extra verses? You're going to say when you, you're a fool, and you act like a fool, you're still a child. But let's say you act foolish, but you still have a Muna. So then I wouldn't know that. When you have no Muna, then you're called sons. Maybe if I'm a fool, I'm a son. If I have no Amunah, I'm a son. But if I go serve another religion, you're not a son anymore. No. Says the Gemara, Toshma, Vaimer, Zera, Mireim, Bona, Mashchisim. Yeah? They are sons that are Mushchasim. Imamish acting like abominably, turning and being unfaithful to me. The Rabbanisham still calls you a son while you're serving Avay Dazara. Vichi, Tema, Bona, Mashchisim, would make you say, oh, you're called corrupt. But you're the black sheep. You're the kid who, like, we don't like so much anymore. We're embarrassed of you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you're a fool, you have no amuna, you sin, you're served by the Zara, you're still the child, you're still the child, that when I walk down the street, I'm proud to be walking next to you. It ain't no coincidence that we're learning this Gemara, Sam Gedalia, beginning third day of Aserah Simichu. Haley Gustav Hever. Haley Gustav. Incredible. Next missionary we go. Hasmicha is the halacha being Simech doing Smicha, leaning on a sacrifice when it's being brought, Vahatnufais, and waving the limbs, Vahagashais, and bringing it close to the Mizbeach, Vahakamitzais, and doing the three fingerfuls of flour for a carbon mincha, Vahaktarais, and bringing the Kitaris. And shechting the back, the back neck of a bird with a malika process. They would not use a knife. They would use a long nail of the kayan. And accepting the blood immediately after the shechita, the slaughtering. And sprinkling the blood of the mizbeach. This is, a, this is done by men, not by women. Except by the Karmincha of a Saita and the Karmincha of a Nazira, where she does do the waving. Otherwise, women do not get involved in uh, uh, do not get involved in this uh, process at all. The Kayan will do everything. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, the Kayan's going to do most of it. Very good. Very good. So let's see. Let's see. Good. You're asking good, and that's the blatant question over here, right? 
Over here, it's always the men doing it anyway. Right? It's always the Kayana working the base of Mikdash, and it's part of the Avayda. Even a Yisrael man cannot do this. Here we go. Smichais. The halacha of being doing smicha on the animal when it's brought. Okay? Only, so this is prior, okay? This is done by the, the one bringing the carbon. So a woman doesn't do this. Tenufais. Tabro b'nei Yisrael v'heinef. B'nei Yisrael v'nifem v'ayim b'nei Yisrael. Hagoshais. Bring it close to the Mizbeach. Tehsev v'zayis teres ha'mincha ha'kre v'esav b'nei Aram. B'nei Aram v'le b'nei Yisrael. Kemitzais. What about the lach of doing the three fingerfuls of flour? Tehsev v'vesa el b'nei Aram v'kamatz. B'nei Aram v'le b'nei Yisrael. So notice over here the shift. Ready for this? This is going to start to answer your question. The shift over here is what does it mean by women? A kahenes does this, it's not valid. So it's not the tribe of kahuna that has to take part in this part of the, of the carbon. If you have a, a, a woman who becomes a, uh, a kametzet, like she, <laughs> she learns how to be a kametzet, yeah, how to do the kamitza. She can't work in the base of Mikdash, even if she learns those, uh, uh, even if she learns those halachas, bnei arim v'lei Haktarais, the burning, the chsev, I say, b'nei arim, b'nei arim, v'lebenei sar. Hamlikais, the chsev, umalak, v'hiktir, iskish malika, la haktara. Same by haktara, by the burning, the kahenas cannot do, so to the malika. Hakabalais, accepting the blood, the chsev, v'krivu, b'nei arim, v'yamramar, and the Tana taught us, top of Amad Beis, v'hikrivu, zu, kabalas adam. What does it mean to bring near? It's referring to the catching of the blood. Vazois, sprinkling the blood of the carbon. Hazah which sprinkling? Idupara, if we're talking about the sprinkling of the para aduma, right? It sprinkled the blood and then the whole thing was burnt and the ashes used to purify somebody. Allah's Arkosav, but you should know any Kayan was not allowed to do it. It had to be the Kayan Gadol. Had to be uh, only Kayan Gadol was allowed to sprinkle the blood of the para aduma. And if we're dealing with the um, the uh, sprinkling of the blood that was done inside the Kaidash Hakadoshim, also a regular Kohen wasn't allowed to go in there, only Kohen Gadol go in there. So referring to the Hazah, sprinkling of the bird, of the sprinkling of a blood of a bird. We learn now from logic. From a sheep, just like when a person brings a sheep as an offering, the Torah says that even a regular Yisrael can do the shechita, can do the can do the actual slaughtering, and all the kohen himself has to do is the kabbalah Saddam is catching of the blood. The kohen has to go and sprinkle it, even though a regular Yisrael does the shechita. When it comes to a bird, only a kohen can do malika. Once the kain is doing the malika, how much more so should he have to be the one to sprinkle the blood? And this is going to be the source that it has to be. We already learned she can't do malika. So once I know that she can't do malika, I know she can't do hazah. Because hazah is what's following the malika. How they learn this in the base here. No, serious. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah, I know. I know it's serious. 
and um, a woman does not do any of the waving except for the mincha of a saita and the mincha of a nazira. So there the woman herself, the nazir herself, the saita herself, takes part in the, um, in, uh, the process. Okay. Rebbe Leezer said to the Rebbe Aishia of his dar. Okay. Why it says that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who was he talking to? Somebody who's not around. Only what I was thinking was, why it says in his generation, is because sometimes you come to argue on somebody and they're no longer around. It's much easier to argue on them. Yeah? And sometimes it's not fair to start bringing up, we had, we've had Gemaras, where an, an Amira has showed up and said, oh, you know, that, that the um, Amira before, you know, he was wrong because of this. You know what they said to him? You should have told him while he was alive. Don't show up when he, when he can't come up with a rebuttal. He says before, yeah? there was another Yoshi, a more famous one, who was a colleague of Yenison. And that's why it emphasizes... The Dorit, yeah, but either way, you can't talk to him. To the other one. Right, but I'm saying, the Manav Right. He can't talk to him if it's a different door. So what would I have thought? Uh-huh. You know, what would I have thought? Um, don't sit on your knees. Don't sit down. So to explain the following. needs to be waved. It says, says in the Pasuk, you wave the, you wave the carbon mincha. What do you mean? Rather, know that's got to be done by the owner. Meaning, let the client do it. And if the Kanyan could do it, why does the woman need to do it? Asya Yad Yad Mishlam. We learn out the Xera Shava from the word Yad by the Shlamim offering to Saita. Ksiv Hacha, it says by the Saita. The Kanyan takes from the hand of the woman. Uksiv Hasam Yadav to the end. It says by the Kavan Shlamim, his hands bring him. Khan Kayan Avalon Kayan. Just like over there, the Kayan's bringing it by the Shlamim. So who brings it? The Kayan. And who waves it? The owner. But he figured this out. You know what happens? The Kayan puts its hand underneath the hands of the owner and they wave it They wave it together. So now I know that the Kayan waves it along with the Saita. How do I know that a Nazira waves her carbon as well? Once I know from Saita that she waves it, so too by Nazira. I have a, a Xerashava of Kaf Kaf. She waves it as well. Okay. So silly question that the Kohen's literally holding the hands of yes. the Sota. Yeah. And, yeah. Not a silly question. And, and we're worried that holding, the holding it together gives us a penny in our hands. Yeah. It's no. a bigger problem. Listen, but we're not worried. But we're not we're, we're not worried when a doctor uh, uh, right. has to draw blood from you. Yeah. Right. So if it happens, happen. If a woman needs help, you right. you're not going to help her. Okay, they end up. That makes sense. Okay. Here we go. Next mission. Let's just uh, learn the mission together. Any mitzvah that's totally baaretz, that's dependent on the land of Eretz Yisrael, which means a mitzvah has to do with Eretz Yisrael. Ainan neheges ela baaretz. It only applies to Eretz Yisrael. We'll see what the chiddush is. Yeah. Very nice. Appreciate it. Yeah. V'shein tuli baaretz. If it's not dependent on the land, neheges bein baaretz bein chutzar. It's going to apply. Whether you're inside Eretz Yisrael or outside Eretz Yisrael. Chutz min ha'arla uklayim. Except the halachas of arla uklayim. Okay? Those are, uh, uh, apply even outside of Eretz Yisrael. Even the obligation of eating chadash also applies outside of Eretz Yisrael. 
Okay, so a little bit of a cryptic Mishnah. Yeah, there's a source of, we've got a Tiyosh on the Hashem. Wow. A little bit of a cryptic Mishnah. We have to explain what it means dependent on Eretz Yisrael, not dependent on Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara Beshem tomorrow, Taflam and Zayin will explain. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Zayge Benched.